You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm Bill Powers. This is Mining Stock Education. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be getting our monthly update from the junior miner junkie, David Erfley, in today's show. But first, today's show is brought to you by Trillium Gold. If you haven't heard my new interview with the CEO, Russell Starr, I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that there's a card above my head. And this is a very interesting drill play that I'm invested in at one of their projects, the Newman Todd Project. They actually have multiple intercepts, over 100 grams per ton and over 41% of the historic holes there grade over 10 grams per ton. And this is the in the historic Red Lake District in Ontario, a very prolific district. So you can find more at trilliumgold.com and information is in the show notes as well. David, welcome back onto the show. Last time we talked 30 days ago, silver juniors were leading the silver price and things were looking on the up and up. But now when we look at how the miners have been reacting in the action in the gold price, it causes you to question which direction we're headed. So I pose out to you to start the interview. What direction are we headed in? <laughs> Hi, Bill. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, um, everything was looking up for us going into 2021 on the very last trading day of 2020. The Silver Junior ETF, SILJ, made a multi-year high. Um, it had been leading the sector higher. The juniors were leading the miners, and the mining sector was leading gold. And it all, was all looking good. And uh, the very first trading day of, of 2021, um, we had a nice $50 pop, and it uh, broke its downtrend line in this consolidation, the gold price. And gold stocks uh, moved had a nice move up that day also. But uh, right after that, um, we had a, a, a bear, very bearish um, island reversal in the GDX, in the GDXJ. Uh, we had a $150 reversal in the gold price by the end of the week. And um, my column on Friday of that week was, hey, this is, this is danger, Will Robinson. This is, these are warning signs, you know, build up some cash because um, it looks like it's going to get rough here for the rest of January. And sure enough, the gold price has created a bear flag after that $150 reversal going into the Fed meeting here um, a, a couple days from today on, on Wednesday this week. So um, now the situation is we've got juniors leading the miners lower and we've got the entire mining sector showing relative weakness to gold. On a day like today, we have the miners that are down, the juniors are down quite a bit. Uh, some of the ones that I follow and some of the ones that I hold are down quite a bit today with gold and silver flat on the day. As investors wait with bated breath on, on what uh, Powell is going to be saying, not on the, the as as far as his meeting speech is concerned. I don't, nobody's expecting anything different there. They're waiting to hear um, what the course forward is now under this new administration, and now with Janet Yellen as 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 the as the, uh, the Treasury Secretary um, on on Wednesday. Um, you know, um, we've got uh, yields going higher, which is putting a lot of pressure on the gold price. Bond yields going higher. Uh, we've got even though we've got the illusion of the Democrats having control of of the, the, the House and the Senate and the White House, all three branches of government, they do have control of those th of all three branches of government, but their total control in Congress is only 50.4%. 
So, um, and you know, and Republicans are really balking at this $1.9 trillion package that everybody seems to think it's going to get passed. So this is what the gold price is seeing. And also, you know, more consolidation of those, of those huge gains that we saw in such a short period of time. You know, if you step, you step back and take a, a, a big picture view of not only the gold price, but of the GDXJ, uh, the, you know, the, the gold price, if you take a look at a, a 20 year chart of the gold price, this is just a little blip. You know, we had a huge run. It got extreme overbought on, on the monthly chart. And uh, this is just a healthy consolidation. And if you take a look at the GDXJ, that had, had uh, the GDXJ had a 180% move in just 4.8 months. So that consolidation is continuing. So uh, anybody who chased uh, strength in a lot of these juniors are feeling the pain right now. But uh, those who got in early, and saw some saw some outsized gains in their portfolio and trimmed some of them, took some profit off the table. They're still pretty happy. So it all depends on where you bought, what you bought, and um, as, as far as, as as your junior portfolio is concerned. Dave, you mentioned a, a consolidation. Could this be though more than just a consolidation to where it's actually the first leg in a downward trend uh, with the new administration, the Fed, and all the changes that have gone on, particularly in our country? Has the situation changed to where maybe it's not gold continues to power higher for a few more years, like we're expecting? Um, no, I, I really don't see that. Not with with basically their only choice is to continue to create all this monetary stimulus keep these interest rates at, at historic lows, and um, that's going to continue. And um, we're going to start to see inflation coming into the system. You know, these the, these checks that are coming into the U.S. citizen hands, they're going to start spending them. And um, I do expect, although I do expect um, a correction in, in the market, I mean, it's, it's way overdue. And sure, gold stock, if it's, if it's, if it's panic selling, Gold stocks get hit some more, but I really, I really don't see um, the GDX going any lower than 31, 32 area, or the GDXJ going down to 40, 45 area, which is what their breakout lines were when they broke out of seven-year bases last year. So retesting that breakout line is normal and healthy, especially when you have a GDXJ that went up 180 percent. From 2008 to 2011, you were in that up cycle. What were some of those retraces like? 45% retraces on the way up? Oh, we saw some. We we saw some pretty nasty retraces. Yes, um, but uh, it, it's it's funny if you if you take a look at the gold chart, it, it has these strong reactions around 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 a very uh, significant round numbers. Um, in 2008, the gold price ran up to a thousand dollars. And I don't even think it, it closed above $1,000. It might have made a daily close above $1,000, but it did, never made a weekly close above 1000 And then and it, it ran up in kind of parabolic fashion up to that level, just like gold recently did up to that 2000 level and got to 2089. And then after that, this was before, actually, this was before the financial crisis. So after that, the gold price what the gold price did was the gold price and the miners predicted what was going to happen to the financial crisis because they started to go lower before the financial crisis happened and gold ended up selling all the way back down to 680 and we had that huge 
uh, panic sell sell off like we had in March of this year in October of 2008. And the gold stocks bottomed way before the stock market did. Gold stocks bottomed in October of 2008 and the market bottomed in March of 2009. And, and after, the gold, after, after gold had bottomed, this is when the Federal Reserve reflated the banking system, right? So now we've already had the, the, the Federal, not only Federal Reserve, but central banks all over the world reflating, keeping these interest rates at ridiculously low levels and, and they can't raise them. So this has already taken place. So um, I don't, I really don't see the gold price going any lower than 1690, Um, Is it possible? Absolutely. Anything's possible in this sector. But um, as far as the gold price is concerned, I think that's a, that's a pretty solid, that's a pretty solid area. Could you see silver spiking lower though on a relative I basis? I see silver getting down to 21 or 22. If you take a look at silver, it really hasn't had that much of a correction. The silver stocks on the other hand have, because they had such an, such a huge move higher, especially these juniors. Um, so these, these, these uh, silver stocks are really correcting hard right now because they ran up so much. But if you take a look at silver, it has it hasn't even uh, uh, it, it's maintained its 18 week moving average, and gold gold has gold has made a ceiling now of the 18 week moving average, while silver still has a floor at its 18 week moving average. If you take a look at silver, it's it's got a, it's it's basically got a, a triangle consolidation pattern right now, about to break either way. Could it be lower first before it goes higher? Absolutely. It could go down to 2122, but I really don't see it going any lower than that. But even 2122 for a lot of these producers, like that's okay compared to $17, $18 not too long ago. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, they were losing money. I mean, all these producers were losing money with gold, with silver below $18. Yes. And, but if, if, if silver maintains $21, which I believe it will, they're making money. Dave, in our last interview, I asked you about some of the risks that a Biden administration brings to mining investors. And so to be fair, are there any opportunities that you see for investors as a result of a Biden administration here in the States? Well, yeah, I mean, just look at these, look at these uh, battery metals, you know, any of this, this green movement, you know, anything that's going to, that's, 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 that's gonna uh, have to be mined to, to, uh, to, to do that. I mean, that's, those things are doing, and they've already done really well. You've already seen outsized gains in in lithium, in nickel, in copper. Um, so, and I think you know some of some of these metals have become overdone, especially the stocks. So, um, anything right now that's had outsized gains in in a junior, um, you, you look for a lot more weakness coming in. Anything that's, you know, the farther above its 200-day moving average it is, the more susceptible it is going to be for selling. If we do see some of that panic selling coming into the stock market, those things are going to get, you know, profits going to be taken off the table on those more quickly. Um, And basically what I've been saying as far as the junior gold and silver sector is concerned, um, if you've got a drill play, um, that you've got shares in, and um, they've already proved up some nice grades on a project that's in a good jurisdiction, like the management team, but they're not cashed up for the year. No matter how good their project looks, they're probably going to get sold because the market sees, hey, they're going to need to raise money. Why should I buy this stock when I can just wait around for the private placement and get a free half warrant or a warrant? And so a lot of those are, are getting sold. And also what's getting sold is optionality plays. Any junior that is that is de-risking a lower margin project let's see they if they used 1450 
or, or higher on their base case for their project, they're getting sold. Um, so, you know, the opportunity lies there in those companies is those, uh, those companies will get really undervalued. If you believe that, that the, that the gold price is going to hold that, that 1700 area, it might even hold 1800. I don't know. But, um, if you think it's going to, and it's going to go higher from there, some of these optionality plays could get really cheap. And they're like a slingshot on the upside, right? So they're just, (laughs) exactly. That's how, that's how these things move. You know, that's why it's so important, Bill. I can't, I can't stress this enough to your listeners. Never chase stocks in this sector. You know, I mean, it, you had people chasing um, the first week of the year. And, and, and you know, when, when gold had that big move on Monday, they, they figured, okay, this is the signal for me to chase some of these stocks. And they're really hurting right now after doing that. I mean, it's, it's very important to, while, while you're in a bull market now, you're in a confirmed bull market in, in, the, in the juniors for the first time in eight years. It's very important to maintain your core positions, but trim some of those profits when we have these huge moves higher. That's, that's essential. Dave, one of the first things a new mining speculator needs to learn, as you know, is the Lassonde curve and how the life, the life um, movement of a mining share operates. And you get into that discovery phase, it goes parabolic. Mm-hmm. But then once the resource is defined, everybody says, okay, the excitement's gone, it gets boring, technical studies and the share price declines by 80% sometimes before it right. you know, rises out of becoming a mine. So my question for you is there's some drill plays out there between a half a billion and a billion dollars. You used to be invested into Novo, which was like 1.3 mm-hmm. billion or something like that in 2017. What are some of those like bellwether signs that, hey, this play is getting close to that first hump on the Lassonde curve and I might need to sell now? Well, take a look at their market cap, what the market cap's risen to, and maybe take a look at some other projects around the area that are more advanced and see what their market cap is. A, a good example is Newfound Gold recently. Um, the stock got up to about a 600 million market cap, I believe. And all, just, on, just on discovery, they've not, they don't have a defined resource. They have a lot of cash. They have a great project. They're in a great jurisdiction. But it went up to that valuation, not only on, on the discoveries that they made, but the promotion, the paid promotion that they had for the stock as well. Not only paid promotion, but you know they had some other newsletter writers, writers that were promoting promoting it too. I'm not saying it's a bad stock. I'm not saying it's a it's it's a bad project. I'm saying that it got to it's gotten to a valuation to where it's it's the same valuation as its neighbor, Marathon Gold, that's that that's operating in the same area that has already proved up over four million ounces, and they're and they're about to release a feasibility study. And it's one of the highest open grade, uh, it's, it's the highest grade open pit uh, project, one of the highest grade open pit projects in Eastern Canada. So here's a company that's already proved up 5 million ounces of high grade gold, selling it close to 600 million market cap. And right next door, you got a drill play at the same market cap. You know, is, 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 it, is it that the Marathon Gold is, is undervalued and um, Newfound Gold is overvalued? I think it's a little both. I think Marathon Gold is still undervalued, but I think Newfound Gold is very overvalued right now for what, for what they've done thus far. And on those drill plays that go parabolic, the two things you mentioned there that investors should always pay attention to, how much of it is marketing and how much of it mm-hmm. is extreme speculation, right? You always exactly. have to be cognizant of that. Exactly. Absolutely. Find out 
what you see a stock that's 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 had a huge move you, you do some research and find out why was it just because of the drill results wow those drill results are good but it really doesn't constitute a move like that where else what are some of the other reasons why it went up that high some drill results that we've seen move uh, have been in the copper space last year. You had great drill results coming out, uh, Solaris out of Ecuador, where people just loved it, even with those that have concerns about Ecuador as a mining jurisdiction. I mean, it added a lot to their market cap. Um, I'm invested in some copper drill plays this year, like Sombrero Resources that I hope does really well. Are you looking at any copper drill plays, Dave? Because the market really seems to be re rewarding a successful copper drill play right now. Yeah, well, I I think the copper price has gotten a little overextended here and it's due for a correction. Like I think the stock market is due for a correction. And, you know, Dr. Copper may start to sell off before the the actual stock market does. But I, but I, but I think that, that that will take place. Um, I have started to search more for for uh, copper plays and I've uh, um, and base metal plays. Uh, but I've just put them on a watch list. I haven't, I haven't thought about, I haven't considered investing in them yet because I, because I, I am expecting a correction. Okay. Any thoughts uh, as we kind of wrap it up on wealth preservation? There's been a lot of societal and political unrest in the states. Uh, when things go chaotic, you know, there's a range of thoughts. It could be full blown Mad Max, or it's just going to be quite uncomfortable for a while. Could you share any thoughts? Because uh, you read uh, G, um, the book, um, the, the Creature from Jekyll Island was what got you started into all of this, right? So mm -hmm. there was a conspiracy with the dollar and gold's a safe haven. And if we see something happen, Dave, in the political sphere and with the downfall of the dollar, mm -hmm. what are some things you're doing to preserve your wealth? Because you have a lot of your wealth in mining stocks right now. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'm more concerned, Bill, about the um, the advancement of digital currencies. Now, that is that has ever since COVID uh, has taken place, these advancements have really exploded. You know, they've gotten they've gotten a lot farther. Um, you know, if you take a look at the Europe, the 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 uh, European Central Bank, you know, they've had negative rates since 2014 and it hasn't worked. And the Bank of Japan has negative rates for even longer. And they could pay at the Bank of Japan owns 80 to 90 percent of its debt. So that's what concerns me more. And, um, you know, a lot of people feel that that Bitcoin is 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 a safety and maybe it's, it's safe haven and it's taken away some uh, some of gold's thunder here. But um, you've already seen Christine Lagarde come out and say, look, there's, there's a lot of funny business going on in Bitcoin and it's used as, as, you know, as drug trafficking and things like that. You also had Janet Yellen come out and say the same things. Um, and then she, she, she ended up coming back and talking those, 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 uh, comments back because central banks, they want to keep you, they, they want to keep you uh, involved in, in, in digital currencies because that's, that's where it's eventually going. Um, is 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 they're all working on digital currencies to try to to, to try to take control of our money, so uh, that's what concerns me more, Bill. Um, so this is a this is always a, why it's a good reason to have not only some gold coins but junk silver coins. If you're you know I I certainly don't expect the Mad Max situation, but that's what you want to have if there is one. You want to have junk silver because every, everybody recognizes what a dime and a quarter of real silver is, and that's what you, if you if you need to buy something. You know, and, and, and the system's down 
and uh, all powers out or whatever. Um, that's what you want to have. You want to have some junk silver. So I have a lot of junk silver that I purchased, you know, back in 2003 or four at $5 an ounce or whatever it was. And I'm keeping that. I'm not selling it. And that's what that's for. Thanks for that advice, Dave. Dave's website is Junior Minor Junkie. That is with a Y. dot com. And uh, many of you have emailed me and continue to email me, asking me for recommendations for newsletter writers. And Dave is right there at the cream of the crop. So if you do email me that, you'll be getting a link to Dave's website. So head on over there if you aren't familiar with Dave's services already. Thanks for coming on today's show, Dave. We'll be talking to you in thirty days. Thanks a lot for having me, Bill. And uh, happy New Year, and best of luck to all your. Uh, to all your uh, uh, watchers and, and listeners here in 2021. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility—certainly not the certainty—but the possibility of ten for one returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks, and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector, and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.